With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Ryan as we break down Wednesday's 10-game NBA DFS slate. Uh, Monday, uh, so if we're looking back one day here, we're, we're getting to this a little bit in the afternoon here on Tuesday. Compazzo just got done salvaging his first half, so that's where we are with this slate. But yesterday was an awfully fun day for both of us over on FanDuel. Uh, a little bit of sweat action. You kind of came from the middle of nowhere with Hassan Whiteside, who still is crushing my soul, but profit is profit. I'm not going to complain. Rinpak, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, Monday night was a good night. Uh, unfortunately, it was one of those second place finishes that I felt like you were the first. Oh, I'm sorry. So close. I'm so sorry. That is. Are you okay? Are you going to be all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. But you know how those top heavy tournaments go. I Once do. you get so close, you taste it. You were there. I was there. I, I, pretty much until a lot, like three seconds to go. Uh, uh, it's been kind of the story of this NBA DFS season. Second places. I'll take it. But um, you want first whenever you're out there. So. This is like the PGA Tour. Second place is still pretty darn good. You're you're going to be all right. Um, but, dude, yeah, no, another great night by you, another great lineup. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tilted a little bit, too. I know that feeling. Uh, I ended up getting fourth in the $44, what was that, two weeks ago or whatever. But first place was 100 k and mine was 4 k and it was like 4% of first, which is just like one of the worst payout structures ever. But... I'm going right back to the well on this 10-gamer because that $44 over there looks awfully nice. A little bit better pay structure for for FanDuel tomorrow. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, Two weeks too late, but here we are. Uh, Excited to get going. Uh, You ready to get partying? Yeah, let's do it. Nikola Jokic has a 40-point first half, so we'll see if he's in the optimal lineup going down the line. That first quarter, I mean, that guy is so special right now. How is he not the MVP favorite? I mean, I I get LeBron James's... Uh, he has an opportunity to kind of put a case down here, but like Jokic is definitely the clear cut guy for me, but the odds say otherwise. We'll see. Uh, Joel Embiid also needs uh, all the consideration as well. And if Utah keeps it up, I mean, one of those guys over there should get consideration, but the team as a whole has been playing so well. Maybe it's Quinn Snyder's coach of the year to lose. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get going, get down to that bottom bar, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at Osmo goes live. Uh, 10 Gamer, we got a lot to get to. I think we're going to be talking fast. Luckily, you got me riding shotgun, so uh, let's party. Sitting on the top end, uh, point guard, Steph Curry's up to 10-5. He completely has these massive scoring output games, uh, just keeps putting up numbers. Would be nice to see a couple extra counting stats. I mean, only six assists, two rebounds in the last game, but 50.5 in 30 minutes 
minutes in a Cleveland blowout, you're not gonna you're not gonna bat your eye at that. A seven for eleven from three, God, that guy. He just does it every single time out right now. Uh, Damian Lillard, ten thousand three hundred in a New Orleans matchup. Uh, we'll be running back off of today. We'll see how he performs. Uh, that'll be kind of indicative of where his ownership goes. But definitely a price bump there. Uh, ten thousand three hundred up from the ninety six hundred that he was at today. Uh, I have a lot of him. Please God, uh, go off. Uh, Russell Westbrook, ten thousand dollars up against Denver. Uh, now we've got uh, what? I mean, he's he played the back to backs. He looked just fine. Uh, starting to play a little bit more assertive. Uh, it's been fun to watch, but now from 8,400 to 10K in three games, so uh, a lot of decisions to be made here at the top end on such a big game. So many so many studs are going to be on every one of these positions, but let's get it kicked off with point guard. Yeah, uh, you, meant, you mentioned Curry and Westbrook, obviously you're going to have to project them as one, one of probably the highest scoring guards of the day. Uh, it's, uh, Curry uh, Westbrook is someone who looked great last time out. And I think it was someone we need to definitely consider that I think his injury, lingering injuries are uh, pretty much done. I think he's playing really well uh, last couple of times out. Steph Curry is obviously slowly just putting an awesome, awesome year and averaging north of 30 points on the year. Uh, I like Curry quite a bit just because we know what that upside can be. I think uh, going to Curry is someone we should definitely be considering. I know people might be sh- uh, scared of a Miami matchup, but I think Steph Curry's earned the matchup proof right for sure. Uh, other point cards to definitely keep in mind of uh, tomorrow. John Morant, someone against OKC. Uh, they're both going to be on a back-to-back. So I, I like going to John Morant. I'm just hoping for his uh, showing us some rookie of the year stuff. Uh, Morant, yet again, it's been some time, but I think it's going to come there. And uh, I think targeting Chicago uh, with DeLon Wright on both sides seems like a option to definitely consider over there. And keep in mind, no more Blake Griffin in that starting lineup. It's not like he was taking up a ton of usage, but it's just one less body to worry about in the Detroit rotation. I think Elon Wright could definitely spike an upside against uh, Chicago. Uh, talk to me about TJ McConnell, uh, someone who's been so, so consistent. And now he's taking on Minnesota. McConnell cracked the starting lineup last time with no McDermott. How do you feel about McConnell? Is, it, is, he, is this for real? Um, the first time I've ever owned a share of TJ McConnell in the middle of this run was last game. He ended up getting plugged in the starting lineup, which sometimes you can overreact to whatever. Like I, I thought maybe it was just a little bit of a minutes bump, but he's just been good. And eight for nine, though, last game. I mean, come on. The dude just keeps like putting up these random outlier stats. It was 12 assists the game previous. This last game out, eight for nine, one for one from three. Uh, but 39.25, 37. Uh, we've seen him, and even when he was in Philadelphia, put up a random triple-double. He's uh, done some things in the past, just, you know, we, we have that. You and I have, like, those five years of, of past experience of playing TJ McConnell at, like, 3K. It's very, very strange to see 5,600 next to his name and to even be considering him. But with Doug McDermott, uh, questionable and probably, uh, I would say, leaning towards doubtful. I, I would have some interest. <laughs> it's so dumb because I, I haven't been playing him on this rise up. So, but 5,600, sure. Have a couple of, a couple of shares. But again, this is a 10 game slate. So like wanting to play him where what's the upside? Like he has to go for more than 40. We saw such a massive scoring slate yesterday. Not that, you know, every, every slate's different and, and it matters more how the chalk does, but like TH McConnell might be low owned in terms of like what we would expect. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely an all right spot. You got to have interest up against Minnesota if you're going to have interest against anybody. So sure. Uh, that was as much time as I've ever imagined uh, devoting to TJ McConnell. Uh, going down a little bit further, uh, Patrick Beverly, 
We saw him play 20 minutes uh, the the last time out. We just we got news that Paul George is going to be out again. Kawhi Leonard's going to be questionable. We'll have to see how some of these Clippers injuries uh, end up shaking out. That is going to be the very last game. Uh, there's two uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, lock time, 7 p.m. out here on the West Coast. So looking at that Clippers news, uh, Lou Williams is up to 6,900 on DraftKings. That's less intriguing to me. Yeah, Paul George out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard questionable at 9,900. Marcus, uh, we'll, we'll get to those positions a little bit later, but uh, Patrick Beverly, 4,400. I would assume he'd be able to play more than the 20 minutes that he had before, so 25 minutes of him uh, might throw a little bit of a wrench into some of that other Clippers value, but uh, I know on FanDuel he's somebody that can randomly spark a, a stocks upside, so uh, maybe maybe taking some shots on him at, at possible low ownership. Maybe it might be a little too high should all those guys end up sitting out. Uh, what do you think about him, and let's move on. Yeah, I think uh, he deserves some consideration as a spend-down option. It's a huge slate. Um, ownership, obviously, is going to be spread around. Uh, I think well, we need to talk about, um, before we hop on over to the other position, Ben Simmons' career game last time out. I think it's some. Uh, I think it's time to perfectly time to hop off of him, potentially, uh, with Embiid coming back. I think Simmons is someone, if someone guarding a lot of ownership, I think pivoting to guys like a Trey Young uh, or a Dane Muller make a lot more sense than go riding back on Simmons at that elevated price tag at $9,600 on FanDuel. But let's go hop on over to the shooting guard position. The YouTube comments have been awfully quiet lately. Uh, maybe that's because you are taking stands against people. Maybe that's because you're just good at DFS and they can't really say anything because you keep getting second places. So uh, maybe it's a little bit of both. Let's get on over to shooting guard. A uh, little less clout chasing on my part. Uh, I'm going to stay on DraftKings here. Uh, Bradley Beal, 9,800 up against Denver. Uh, him and him and Westbrook, 10K and 9,800. That's going to be big prices to pay uh, against this depleted Denver, Denver team that uh, is in the middle of the the chalk bomb that they had in the first quarter uh people are starting to come back a little bit i i just closed out of it because i can't i can't look anymore we'll see how green ends up doing for the world but uh bradley beal 9800 against denver why not he continues to do it 9400 zach levine with massive shooting output 25 21 25 26 shot attempts the last four uh awfully fun to be seeing from him uh but still need to get that double double bonus he's had back-to-back nine rebound games uh, i like seeing the rebounds up there that's not something I'd necessarily expect out of him, but uh, if you can get to that double-double bonus, definitely 50-plus upside for him at shooting guard at the top end. Uh, making our way down, we'll skip over George, over Shy, uh, Donovan Mitchell, 8,300, played not very well uh, last time out, uh, at least from a fantasy standpoint for what we were expecting at, 80, at 8K. Now he goes up $300. Jordan Clarkson, who we're going to get to at the bo- uh, a little bit further down, who just went nuclear the other night, uh, he's at 6,500 on, on DraftKings. Uh, do you have any uh, interest in a bounce back spot for Donovan Mitchell? One, we'll work our way down. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, someone out always has a ceiling to him. I, I was disappointed by his performance last night. I was pretty high on him. He had a very nice super draft multiplier. He did not uh, pan on those lineups, but I think uh, going to Mitchell in this spot is an okay option to consider. I think uh, there's a guard that we forgot to mention in um, Orlando. Jason Randall uh, is their point guard over there, and he's the min 3K. And <laughs> Orlando. Uh, oh, okay. Orlando, yeah, no, that's actually a good catch. Oh, God. That, or, I can't believe that's real life, though. Continue. Yeah, that's 3K. I wanted to make sure to get that in there. Um, they signed him to a two-way contract, so keep that in mind. Obviously, uh, Fournier and Minu and Ennis are all questionable over there. Just keep in mind of the Orlando Magic Guard situation. I think he could potentially be an option as a uh, value option to definitely consider. I think um, a shooting guard uh, over there on FanDuel, obviously Beal, Levine, 
I think Levine, $9,500. That's um, been okay. Uh, we haven't seen like that north of 60 point upside from Levine in a while. And then big slate like this, we saw how high the scoring can get on the Monday night. Not saying that I'm going to expect that quite a bit because it seemed like even the low on value guy, like cheap, super cheap value guys went for 50 the other night. Uh, but I think going to guys in the mid tier, I expect Ole Depot to return a $7,400. Uh, I think he's someone that we could uh, consider. Sorry, he's been a real doubtful as of recently. So uh, Houston might have some other value options uh, that open up. How do you feel about some mid-tier options in like a Tyler Hero? Uh, I know you said Clarkson, $5,900. I think for Terrence Ross instead. I think uh, I think Ross is a, uh, I think you'll get an ownership discount on him for sure. How do you feel about, a 5K Jeremy Lamb. I know his, he's not in the starting lineup, but played 25 minutes, and I like targeting guys versus Minnesota. And I think you need to consider talking about your boy Eric Bledsoe. Oh God, do I have to? I'm I'm sick. I'm I'm, I'm nobody's going to listen to this show anymore if I keep recommend, recommending Eric Bledsoe again. Somebody to just take some random shots on as you're going back and forth. Uh, 5,300 though over on on DraftKings, like. I don't know. He just keeps one for nine from three last game. Like, come on, bro. Be better. Be better. But yeah, I I wouldn't mind some shots like Tyler Hero. Sure. Uh, I don't expect 41 minutes, uh, which is what he had up against the Clippers the other night. Gabe Vincent was back, uh, but didn't really like do much. Uh, You know, there's there's just no resistance for for a lot of those guys. I I mean, Tyler Hero is the clear cut guy that they want to give the minutes to. He's playing well. Um, Drogic is going to be questionable again. So if Drogic is out, sure, take some shots on it. But like, he still got an extended amount of run, 11, uh, 11 for 20 from the field. Like, yeah, right. it's just not like super, super intriguing on this slate where I think it's going to be lo- setting up to go a little Starzy and Scrubsy. So sure, maybe also some shots on Jeremy Lamb. I, I thought he would play a little bit more. Uh, even the 25 minutes that he put up in the last game was, was lower than I was expecting. Uh, but I suppose they're still being cautious with him coming off of all the injury history and, and all of the stuff with him. So maybe there isn't 30 minutes upside there. But sure, at under 5K, I'm still willing to find out a little bit. Uh, we got to talk about Denver. Uh, Composo is shooting guard eligible. Uh, we'll see how all these guys end up doing uh, over on DraftKings today. Uh, but yeah, going back to the well there, RJ Hampton, 3,400. Composo, 3,500 with shooting guard eligibility. Uh, what do you think about running it right back with Denver in a, in a Stars and Scrubsy build? It's a back-to-back. Uh, if Monte Morris is out, obviously, that's a big, uh, big, big difference if Monte Morris is out. I think he's going to be... Uh, key uh, injury news to keep in mind. Obviously, he was ruled out today. Maybe there's just precautionary and they chose not to play him. Uh, maybe they'll play him tomorrow, but if he's out, I think you can go to Composo, Hampton. Maybe it's potential to go to Hampton uh, tomorrow. Instead of Composo, Composo is the one that really breaks the slate. I think we can go to Hampton, but that's uh, something to keep in mind. Other shooting guard options to keep in mind, though, I think uh, Seth Curry makes for an interesting paydown option. Uh, he's one of those guys who's just showed, been shooting super efficiently all year long. You just want him to get a little bit more shot volume. It's tough to get that shot volume when you're kind of an option number four on that offense, on that starting lineup uh, with Harris, Simmons, and Bede, and then him hanging out there around the three-point line with Danny Green. You just want him to get some extra peripherals and some wide-open threes to really knock down. I think uh, some guys who could uh, strike a GPP upside are Josh Jackson always deserves an honorable mention. He's getting in that Terrence Ross type of territory. Some guy who's really kind of inconsistent, but can get you like that 40 point fantasy upside. 
Josh Jackson always deserves an honorable mention. What a stupid sentence. Uh, so it, it's stupid because it's true. Um, but I just not what I expected from a from a former highly touted first round uh, lottery pick, uh, Josh Jackson. My how it's the mighty disappointing have to see his career. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing to see his career. So I was at a Michigan game when Michigan uh, recruited both Devin Booker and Josh Jackson, and they were both attending the game together. And they weren't going to go there. John Beeline never took one and done's, but. It's so crazy to see how like they were on the same team together and they just couldn't pan out. And Josh Jackson obviously had many off the court issues that derailed his career, but he's back in his hometown in Detroit, hopefully uh, getting some footing on the right path. Love it, yeah. Uh, I, I, Jawan Howard, you'll accept one and done's. Pretty sure about that. So you're you're in good hands there, uh, guys. Head on over to awesome.com/slash/join-nba. Check out a couple of the packages we have going. We have so many guys. Sean's on. Uh, hitting it up today uh, in the in the game plan video. Uh, again, those things are just phenomenal. Uh, get familiar with Fantasy Cruncher. Get familiar with process. Get familiar with some of the best players in the world. We've we've got a stable full of them. You don't win the Kentucky Derby on donkeys. So we've got uh, Ren Pack. We've got Alex Baker. Sean's on. Uh, I've got. I'm just uh, everybody. Everybody is so good at Osmo. It's ridiculous. They've they've helped elevate my game. They can help elevate yours too. Uh, come check out some of the best tools in the industry. I'm telling you, it's just ridiculous. Oh, by the way, uh, I've gotten so much better at these reads. But anywho, I am just telling you, it's just what it is. We we have the best tools in the industry. The boom bust tool, which was was coming in clutch for me the last couple days, had a couple of nice looks at the top. I'm just you know your nice little mid stakes player over here. So whether you're you're one of the top players in the world like Rinpack, Alex Baker, some of these guys, or whether you're me hitting hitting up the middle stakes, trying to give yourself as many opportunities as you can to to build that bankroll. Uh, come check out all the tools we have available at Awesome. And stop guessing and start winning. Uh, getting to the top end of small forward, Ben Simmons, 9,200. So Kawhi is sitting there questionable, 9,900 over on DraftKings. Uh, I'll go over to FanDuel. I want to I spread out the love. So 9,800, Kawhi Leonard uh, sitting there, game time decision. That is a massive piece of news to be sitting on uh, because if he gives it a go, that kind of eradicates all this value, this Marcus Morris price that's just like, what is happening in the world today? Uh, Jimmy Butler, 9,400. Obviously, he was a big piece of... Uh, of this last slate, 62 uh, fantasy points over on FanDuel. If you had him, you weren't disappointed against this Clippers team. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Greg Ehrenberg, who I've, I've really enjoyed doing shows with, super smart, super sharp. Um, he was talking about how paying attention to the opposite side of the game uh, makes a lot of sense. And so I ended up with a little bit more Jimmy Butler than I was expecting. Uh, not, not unfortunately in any of my good lineups. By the way, Goran Dragic just got listed out for Wednesday as we are recording this this second. So Jimmy Butler, 9400. I have no issues with that. Uh, going back to the Tyler Hero question, definitely going to have interest there. So uh, so fire up all of those guys. Uh, making our way down, uh, Jalen Brown, 8400 He's in action right now. Brandon Ingram up against Portland, who I'm always going to have interest in because, well, I'm me. So Brandon Ingram, 8200 And Jeremy Grant, now you're getting him at a discount, 7200 Blake Griffin out of town. We haven't seen a ceiling in the last three. He keeps burning everybody. Are we going back to the well on Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant, oh man, he's been a renaissance, I mean, not a renaissance, he's always been a solid player in his time in the NBA, but at Hancho now, no Blake Griffin, uh, I think Jeremy Grant is going to, we're going to see a Jeremy Grant price at above 9K, I feel like, at some point this year. Uh, I think it's headed that way. Um, he's making a case to get like one of those, be a scrub all-star, I don't know if the coaches will vote him just because how bad the Pistons have been, but I think he's been a very, very, uh, a solid player uh, in terms of just personal statistics all year long. 
Uh, Jeremy Grant, I think, uh, obviously, in a big slate like this, I think it should be definitely considered. I, uh, I don't mind Jeremy Grant whatsoever. Uh, I think other options to consider, obviously, uh, if Kawhi Leonard is in, I'll have interest. If he's not in, uh, like you said, looking at the other side of things, I think one thing uh, we forget, uh, a lot of people overlooked was without Kawhi and PG, that's a pretty weak uh, Clippers defense. Uh, those two guys are the anchors of the defense. And it's always important to keep, keep in mind what the matchup is uh, with injuries. I know that some people just get focused on the one side of things, but you know, the other side is as important. And uh, if Kawhi's in, I, I would like Kawhi. Uh, Jimmy Butler, if he's um, good to go, I think is someone we could uh, definitely target as well. Uh, other options over there on DraftKings, uh, uh, so spend down. I think David Nawaba might be popular again. It's a bigger slate. He went 7 of 10 from the field ahead of 11 rebounds. I don't expect him to shoot that efficiently again. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams has a small forward eligibility. So Carter-Williams played 30 minutes last time. I think we could go to Carter-Williams at 4-9. New York is a tough matchup nowadays, so keep that in mind. And uh, It's kind of for a big slate like this. I don't really like many small forwards at their price. Uh, how about you? How do you feel about Jason Tatum versus Atlanta, uh, Andrew Wiggins versus Miami, and Kelly Oubre? I think I'm going to prefer... It's tough. Wiggins and Newberry are close for me. I think I'm going to potentially prefer Wiggins because I think he has a higher upside than Newberry. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough Golden State small forward situation. I like Michael Porter quite a bit against Washington. Um, if the uh, Denver team is still depleted. I was just pulling up some of those uh, performances here just so that I could read them off. First of all, because I was super curious, we're in the middle of that game. Michael Porter Jr. only at fifteen point nine. Facundo Campazzo is at 23.2 on FanDuel. There are three minutes left in the third quarter. So uh, pretty happy about my lock button today. That was such a weird thing to lock button somebody that you had no idea. Uh, Yeah, we'll see if that ends up working out. I've got a lot of other garbage, so uh, maybe not so great. Jason Tatum sucks. Uh, No, he does not suck, but I'm just very, very upset. Nikola Jokic, 55. Michael Porter Jr. should be a part of your builds again. I was having on... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumba Casino it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On him today. Now he gets Washington. Like, if you're not going to play Michael Porter Jr. getting 30 plus minutes, I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, Jokic has been unbelievable. Uh, Jamal Murray has been unbelievable. No question about it. They're both playing phenomenal again tonight. Oh, John Morant, 15.9 as well. Man, this is this is just like a live sweat going on here, too. Uh, we're really right in the heart of it. But yeah, Michael Porter Jr., a lot of interest there. RJ Barrett, who I believe was in your second place lineup, if I do recall correctly. Uh, somebody who can get some some random spike in minutes got up to 32 minutes again 34.7 FanDuel points over there 5400 uh, we know the the Knicks rotation has opened up a little bit more since the addition of not really Tosh Gizman Derek Rose so all these former Bulls uh, that that Tibbs just loves to give minutes to uh, are all sitting right there too but 5400 is still a nice price tag I think you could get on top of we'll see how some of these Oklahoma City guys end up shaking out as well Justin Jackson Kenrich Williams sure uh, not so much Juan Toscano 
Giordano Anderson, Justin Holiday, 4,900. Uh, finally back over to his appropriate uh, small forward spot there. 41 minutes against Chicago in Doug, Mer- Doug McDermott's absence. I expect him to be very, very popular should McDermott sit again. He's questionable, so make sure you're paying attention to that news. Um, anybody else that you really want to hit up in this range? Because, uh, again, it gets it gets bleak a little bit. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 4,600, who has randomly spiked an, an upside a little bit of of lately. Uh, back-to-back 26-minute performances, 30.4 and 25. Uh, again, it's just a question of the shot fall, and, and he's starting to get back into form. 4,600, do you have some interest there on FanDuel? Yeah, uh, I also have interest in Danilo Gallinari. I know those minutes in the mid-20s can be nice, and he's one of those guys who can get hot and really get going. Another guy who should get a mention on uh, Fanduel is uh, makes me sick to my stomach. Danny Green is the men there. He's going to play thirty minutes. Danny Green has potential to pick up a combination of six stocks and six threes and really pay off that price tag. I know it's an ugly thing to do, but it's a salary you have to roster to. That's why he's in consideration only on Fanduel uh, for me right now. But it's an early look at things. It'll be interesting to see what that ownership comes in at for Danny Green. Has there ever been a bigger outlier game than that 56 that he put up and uh, 49 minutes of an overtime game against Miami at this point in time? Is there ever been a bigger definition of outlier? Uh, I think semi Oshelay, I don't know. 50 oh, games. okay. That was also a little personal, too, because it's like you were looking <laughs> for punts and, you know, it's, yeah, it, it that one probably counts, too. But, yeah, that Danny Green coming off of mainly because he burned everybody's super chalk and then came back and did whatever. So, yeah, maybe some bad juju there. But, yeah, 3,500, sure, fire it up. Why not? I'd rather do that than Josh Koji. So, a Kogi, a however you say it, Josh Okogi, the guy who has a 0.5 fantasy point per minute rate, uh, don't roster him. So uh, getting to the top end of power four, we'll stay over on FanDuel for you. Demonis Sabonis, 9,700, uh, up against Minnesota. Cat's back, but Cat isn't very good at defense anyway. Played 43 minutes in this overtime game, 51.5 FanDuel points. You got to expect him to, to continue to like... Uh, take over some of this offense uh, going forward. Uh, I don't really like the fact that like the assist numbers have been coming down slowly over time. Uh, I want him to kind of assert himself a little bit more offensively. Uh, but yeah, five assists, I guess, last game, seven, eight. Uh, so it's, it hasn't been as bad as what it seems. Four blocks and a steal. We don't expect that. But eight turnovers. Demonis Sabonis, get your shit together, buddy. Uh, making our way down, Jason Tatum, uh, 9,400. Yeah, against Atlanta, fine. Uh, but again, just hasn't been in great form of late, but that might lower the ownership. Uh, Bam Adebayo, your boy, 9,100. I think he's your boy now. He's officially your boy. So uh, you've got some good juju going there, 9,100. And then a guy that I do want you to talk a little bit about, because I, I am very curious. I've had a tough time getting a read on him, but all he does is keep performing. Julius Randle, uh, he's the one guy who seems to be getting big minutes still underneath uh, with all these additions. Uh, he did have 33 and 32 minutes the last two games, which is why I was kind of off, uh, sadly, because he went for 59.3 and 40 minutes against Atlanta. What do you think about Julius Randle and the rest of these power forwards up top? Yeah, so I think Julius Randle is making a strong case for an all-star consideration this year. I think uh, not saying there's some narrative in there and maybe they're kind of force-feeding him in a way to like back up some stats a little bit. Uh, that could be happening with Julius Randle, but I think Thibs, all he does is want to win. Uh, Randle at 9K seems like a nice, solid savings off of Sabonis and Tatum over there at FanDuel. You save $700 off of Sabonis, and you save uh, 400 um, off of Tatum, but I do have those two guys project. I would have them projected a little bit higher than them. Sabonis is in a great spot, I think, against Minnesota. I think 
I love that he went to the line 14 times. And if he's aggressive like that against Minnesota front court, that really can't stop anyone. I, I, I'm going to like Sabonis quite a bit. Tatum uh, had an interesting statement today. Um, he's dealing with the COVID fog in the sense it's really messed up his breathing. So it's something to keep in mind of. I'm not sure if those minutes are uh, limited. We'll see. He's uh, up to 21 minutes, I think, right now in the game versus Denver. But she only got two for eight from the field. Uh, so keep in mind, Tatum is dealing with some uh, COVID complications even after his return. Uh, something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, some spend on options on FanDuel. I think uh, Daniel Tice, if he plays $4,900 versus Atlanta, could be considered. Uh, I like Mo Wagner again, $4,400. If he's going to play mid-20 minutes again, I know. Kind of saw the ceiling game from him. Uh, we saw this. Uh, we saw the Davis Bertans. I'm back. Remember who I am game last time out. $4,500 versus Denver. <laughs> oh, hopefully, ho- <sighs> hopefully he got can keep it up. Over there on, uh, on DK, Tatum, $8,700 definitely stands out over there. Uh, Randall's price up at $9,500. I think that's a tough uh, asking price at $9,500. I think I would rather spend the extra $200 over there to go to Savonis. Uh, Zion versus Portland, sign me up, $8,200. I know he's not someone who's gotten us over 50 but it's going to happen at $8,200. I think Portland cannot slow anyone down. This is a back-to-back for Portland. I like uh, Zion's potential as well. as Zion's also on a back-to-back. So, uh, Jeremy Grant, sorry, Zion is not on the back. Oh, I'm not mistaken. Uh, no. Actually, no, they are. They are. They're playing today. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, they they have a game going right now. I know because yeah, I have a lot of him, and I would hope that game is going. But anyway, continue yeah, on. Sorry, it's all right. No, you threw uh, me off with Davis Bertans because he only shot the ball eight times. He was six for eight, so that's helpful. But uh, yeah. Somebody to somebody to maybe take some shots on. Thirty-one minutes. That's exciting for a guy who's kind of. Uh, they Scott Brooks said that he was trying to play Davis Bertans into shape, but the only way to do that in COVID season is to just like let him run on the floor. So uh, nice to see the minutes get into thirties. But continue on. Um, I think Kelly Olynyk. He's been starting for the Heat now, playing against the Warriors. Olynyk is one of those guys. He's like the front court version of Terrence Ross. He's uh, super inconsistent. Things kept spiking upside. Been taking some shots with Olenek uh, should be definitely considered. How do you? How else do you feel about the power forward options? How do you feel about a John Collins versus Boston? Collins is someone who's playing uh, mid to low to mid thirty minutes, and I think uh, Draymond Green. Whenever he's on the slate, it's a talking point for us. So I think I'm going to let you handle the Draymond Green talk versus my head. Well, I didn't like Draymond Green until now he's playing the five for this team and, you know, coming off of him blasting everybody and everybody in the NBA agreeing with him, which I think he's got some valid points. I mean, some of these teams are just kind of taking advantage of some of these guys, and I'm definitely a player-centric guy. Uh, I'm never going to feel bad for ownership in an NBA situation where they already are are getting the best of it in almost every situation. So uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a narrative streak there going for Draymond Green, uh, voice of the people, 7,600 fire up a little bit uh, I have been on him of late because he has been been playing some of those minutes at the five 29 minutes against Cleveland put a 50.6 I mean it, he just has these crazy uh one two three four five six seven uh so six of his last seven games he's put up double digit assists that's an exciting and, thing on both sides go ahead yeah no he's uh getting the rebound and carrying the ball up the court um, him and Steph Curry, obviously that duo, their chemistry they've had for almost nearing a decade now. Crazy how time flies, but they they were special together on the court, and they just know how to get the ball in the basket when they're on the floor together. And he's doing this 
playing the five. There's no Wiseman uh, stealing any five minutes from him. It's kind of his show. Uh, sidebar, did you see the play where he passes it, like hands it off to, to Steph, and he sets the screen at the top of the key? I've never seen that before, like ever from anybody. Uh, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. Did you see that? I did. It's what we're playing together for eight, seven, eight years, going to the finals, what, going to the finals four times together, five times together now. Uh, so it's like an amazing duo. Uh, Draymond, I think, is underappreciated. I know he gets a bad knack for being whiny, but a tremendous, tremendous player. Been very impressive. Um, and I know people were like, he's saying he's washed, but he's, I think silenced a lot of haters over the last two weeks. Oh, oh, easy. I didn't say, okay, I didn't say washed. What I said is that he was not important compared to Wiseman. And I love him playing the five on this team, playing small ball, like in that death lineup back in the day for the, for Golden State. Again, we're going on a five minute Golden State tangent, but I'm I'm happy to mainly because he his role is just completely different on this team right now. They're giving him the opportunity to distribute, and if you look at any of his box scores uh, from earlier games in the season, uh, it was just kind of like some of these middling numbers. He got to two double digit assist games in his first twenty whatever, and now he's got six in the last seven. Uh, he's distributing. He's playing great. So yeah, go ahead, Draymond Green. You you have proven me wrong. I will play you a little bit at seventy six hundred. I'm happy to do it. I'll I'll go back to the well. And then on DraftKings, I would have no problem getting to him too, where you can get that double double bonus. Uh, also, that everything below five K is just garbage on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Daniel Tice forty nine hundred. Shout out if he ends up being active, I would have a little bit there because uh, he wouldn't have played today. Uh, anybody else you want to touch base on, or should we round this thing out? I just want to say the sixteen seventeen Warriors team is. Uh, in my basketball lifetime, which I consider post-2000, the best basketball team I've ever seen play. Oh, my. You uh, you just pissed this 33-year off. So you you never saw Jordan. You just never saw Jordan. No. You didn't correctly see Jordan. And if you didn't see Jordan, you don't understand. Like, um, seven, eight-year-old me is very upset with you. That's why I said post-2000. Oh, oh, I didn't hear the post 2000. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm also deaf, so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, going down to, or going to the top of center, uh, Joel Embiid, $10,700 over on FanDuel. I'll go back and forth a little bit. It's kind of nice because I, then I keep it perfectly equal. Two on DraftKings, two on FanDuel center. Uh, $11,000, Nikola Jokic on, on DraftKings is just outrate. I mean, this guy is just playing so, so good. And now he gets Washington. Uh, good luck, Mo Wagner. Enjoy. Robin Lopez. Best of luck, guys. Uh, try to try to contain him. Uh, those flat-footed dudes got no shot. And I know you love Mo Wagner, but he's so toast. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, ninety-seven hundred, I believe, over on Fanduel. Yes, and ten thousand one hundred over on DraftKings. So, uh, so that's going to be a fun spot with no Aaron Gordon, with no point guard other than uh, Chesson Randall, who I believe is who you said is the guy that they just signed on a deal, right? Chesson Randall. Captain Randall. Haven't yeah. heard that name for a while. That's exciting. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, gonna be gonna be somebody to to go back to. I know he burned a lot of people up against New York the other night, or was it Phoenix? Phoenix the other night. Uh, Twenty eight minutes, thirty three point five DraftKings points. Uh, I'm fine going back to the well against against Randall and uh, no Mitchell Robinson down there in the middle to get in foul trouble and hack Vucevic. So that'll be neat. Uh, Sabonis sitting there at ninety seven hundred, ninety five hundred Randall on DraftKings and on FanDuel. We'll close it out with Carl Anthony Towns, 9,300 up against Indiana. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to continue to go to him so long as we see that he's not going to be rested on this back-to-back. Um, what are you thinking about the top end of center? We got Embiid versus Houston. Uh, we know what Embiid can do. He's going against a, against a uh, 
pretty much has torn every major ligament in his lower leg in DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, so I think Embiid should absolutely eat. I know he didn't play the last game. Uh, he is listed as probable. But keep in mind, Embiid is always one of those guys who is a probably one of the highest candidate players to get scratched uh, more than anyone else, I feel like. 10-8 on um, DK, and he is 10-7 on Fano. Absolute, absolute great, great option. I do like saving the money and going to Jokic if this team's currently depleted. Uh, 11K on DK, you have to spend up over there, but Jokic can put up 80 points in this matchup versus Washington. Uh, I know he's already at 60 in three quarters, I believe, against Boston right now. I think probably Jokic is a fine, fine option. Carl Towns, 9-3 on both sites. They're going to gain. Carl Towns um, shows shows him former self. Uh, he has no D'Angelo also for the next six weeks. He needs to carry the shoulder. He needs to show for the rest of the league that he's still a top five center in the league. It's been, uh, I know he's missed some time. Hopefully, Carl Towns at 9-3. Uh, if we were to say Carl Towns 9-3 a year ago, we would be all over that. And I think we definitely should be considering Carl Towns quite a bit. Uh, I think uh, in spending down options, I think it's time to uh, hop off the DeMarcus Cousins experience over there. Uh, it's just not, it's not been a fun ride uh, with Boogie. Uh, the minutes are just not there. Uh, he's not playing uh, 30 minutes and I, 30 minutes. I want 30 minutes of Boogie. Now it's a tough matchup against Embiid. I think uh, I'm willing to go to uh, Rudy Gobert, 7-3 over there on DK. I think I like that a lot better. Uh, I think uh, considering uh, Gobert is, off, is fine over there, especially on FanDuel 8K because of the blocks. We know what Gobert can do with blocks. And I think 7K Miles Turner definitely deserves a mention as well. Uh, someone who is playing mid-30 minutes. I know he played mid-30 minutes in overtime, but only went to a 10 from the field. And he had um, he's one of the best shot blockers in the league and uh, probably a defensive player of the year candidate by the way things stand right now. And center's a loaded option. It's a huge slate. Um, never do I like to really pay down uh, that often on center, if there's any late news or uh, anything, no one really stands out right now. Uh, keep in mind, keep in mind that the Boston situation, it's a back-to-back. Uh, for any reason, if any reason Thompson and Tice were to rule out, I think we can go to a $3,600 Robert Williams. Uh, how do you feel uh, about the mid-tier and lower price options? I know we see it, uh, Stephen Adams, Ivica Zubac, Bad Young in that range. How do you feel about that situation? I mean, Zubach went it completely nuts and it didn't matter. I had so much of him on the late slate. I'm uh, I'm watching Emac and Chris Bags. By the way, definitely check out some of those late slate shows. Uh, they've been a lot of fun. Just kind of come hang out, tilt your lineups, sweat your lineups, uh, throw in some late slate stuff with us. Uh, it's a nice hangout. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, I won't be on this week, but I'll, I'll be on a couple going here forward. Uh, but Emac and Spags doing a great job here. And I believe it's Greg and, uh, and well, nobody's going to hear this before this comes out. So that's a moot point. But uh, regardless, sure, uh, I'm, I'm happy to go back to Zubac. You know my love and affinity for such a man. I will go to him. You missed my favorite center play on the entire slate on DraftKings, though. Uh, why play Boogie Cousins when you have the Lithuanian Boogie in uh, Jonas Valanciunas sitting there at 7,300? This guy is out of his gosh darn mind. Uh, that's that's really all I can say. He put up 45.75 last time out in 26 minutes against Sacramento, uh, just imposing his will down low lately. Uh, since he came back, since he came back, what do you think his worst? So that's how many games in a row? One, two, three, four, five. So we have five games. He hasn't had a single one under 36. So 
I'm pretty excited. I, I think the floor is just so elevated. Uh, for sure would be somebody that, uh, looking at it from an early look perspective, I would have interest in being in cash. Uh, just continues to get the minutes there. I know Brandon Clark is, is back, so maybe that's a little bit of the wrench that gets thrown into the middle of it. But how can you deny how good Jonas Valanciunas has been? I'll have to see, I guess, what the ownership is. So uh, I'm guessing the head tilt was Brandon Clark being back and being like, yeah, I don't know if you can rely on that. Yeah, no, I, I do think that could limit uh, Valanciunas' upside. I think maybe we can save some money and go to Draymond uh, for 500 dollars super. Uh, I think that's an option. Rudy Gobert is the same price. And these are just some pivots off of that. I think he's, he's definitely firmly in play. Uh, I think we can definitely consider him. But we also have Enos Kanner, who's $700, uh, I mean, $1,200 cheaper than him on FanDuel. I, I think he's he's going to be low-owned. I think he's a great low-owned option. Um, and by the way, did you see what he did to Chimisei Miltu? I think no, Miltu like, broke his uh, – you need to look at this highlight when Chimisei Miltu dunked on him and kind of just throwed his back and uh, dove out, threw him to the ground. Uh, it's quite it's quite the uh, quite the scene there. Um, I wouldn't want to mess with Joe Val. I wouldn't want to mess with Joe Val whatsoever. No, you don't. Low on no, option. You can just tell. Low on don't option. want to do that. A low on option for sure. We we've seen Valanciunas put up north of fifty fantasy points throughout this season in his career. So as a low on option, I do like Valanciunas. Uh, okay, so that's nice. Uh, Mason Plumley is the last guy that I want to round out the position with. He's 7,300 and 7,200 over on, on DraftKings, which just sounds... Yeah, no, you can shake your head. But he's put up 50 and 49. There is no longer Blake Griffin there. There is no resistance to him getting all the boards on planet Earth. Um, I'm going to have interest there, too. Uh, Mason Plumley over 7K. Any interest? So Plumlee is always someone who's been a phenomenal passer. I, I think people forget how good of a passer he was in his Portland days. He just didn't, he just didn't need to play much in Denver. I mean, imagine uh, that uh, th- that practices with Plumlee and Jokic. But Plumlee is someone who can do a lot of things on the court. He's, I want to say, below average defender. He's not the greatest defender, but an exceptional passer and a terrible free throw shooter. Uh, but I like Plumlee in this Dallas matchup. But I think there are better options in the similar price range. I think Gobert's. Uh, I would rather pay a pay for Gobert. I'd rather find the extra thousand dollars um, for uh, a Bam out of bio potentially uh, versus Golden State. Uh, we've seen what front, the front court uh, members can do to Golden State all year long, especially on DK. Uh, I think he falls in uh, the Valanciunas boat in me in the sense. I think if he's low owned, we've seen this upside. Maybe the box score watchers go there, but I think it's a time to hop off potentially. It's a, it's tough for me to pay a seven K plus Mason Plumley. I don't think this price tag has ever gotten this high in his career. It definitely has not. I can promise you that. I'll, I'll go back through, but um, yeah, that's that's about all we got for you today. Any final words, Renpack? No. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, I guess leave a comment uh, with who is your favorite center of play on the slate. FanDuel DraftKings, uh, maybe Eric and I will come in there and share some of our thoughts. I think it's a loaded center position as we've gone through it. we got Embiid, Cat, Jokic, and some intriguing mid-tier options, I think, make for a fun, exciting comment thread we have over there on the channel. If you guys are listening on the Apple Podcast, please do uh, subscribe and leave us a review. Those mean a ton to us as it's a new show. You guys have been, uh, the sport's been great. Now it's almost really nearing the midpoint of the season uh your support has been awesome thank you so much for being part of your daily process 
Yeah, I love my job. This is awfully fun. Rin Pack, you're the man. Uh, Wednesday is in the books here. Uh, we will see you guys back here covering Thursday slate. Best of luck and see you then. Bye.